Storytelling is the interactive art of words and actions, creating the images of a story that engages the listener's imagination. Storytelling involves a two-way interaction between a storyteller and the listener, and the interactive nature of storytelling accounts for its immediacy and its impact. In most traditional theater, or in dramatic film, the listener enjoys the illusion that they are witnessing the characters and events of the story. In traditional storytelling, the story happens in the mind of the listener, and thus the listener becomes a co-creator of the story. Storytelling happens in many situations, from kitchen table conversations to religious ritual, from telling tales while washing dishes to performing for thousands of paying listeners. There are many cultures on earth, each with rich traditions, customs, and opportunities for storytelling. And all are equal citizens in the diverse world of storytelling. That's from the website of the National Storytelling Network. And I can't think of a better way to describe the magic and power of storytelling. Bringing that magic to our own community is the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild, a nonprofit organization of storytellers and story listeners who believe in the power of story to uplift, enliven, and enrich lives and communities. The Guild was founded in 1998 to promote the art of storytelling in the Lehigh Valley and to refine the members' storytelling skills. The Guild has presented numerous showcases, appeared at festivals, conducted story swaps, and workshops. And as we begin to gather together again, the Guild is expanding its offerings with exciting and innovative new partnerships and events. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and you are tuned in to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host. And this evening, I'm talking with Denise McCormick of the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild. Thank you for joining us again, Denise. I am so glad to be here, and my goodness, you just said a mouthful about <laughs> storytelling. Oh my gosh, and I'm so glad to be back here with you. I It's been a while, and yes, the pandemic and this long space of time that's transpired just seems to be just a big blip or has disappeared from all of our lives, so... Thank you for inviting me to be here. Oh, no, it's great. It's interesting. I think after the break we've all had from sharing, you know, in community, storytelling is such a, God, such a natural fit for the moment, something people are craving to sit together and share stories, spin tales, you know, share folklore. And I think the autumn, I was thinking about that autumn, bonfires, Halloween, sitting around, talking around a fire also seems like just the perfect time. It is a wonderful time to get out and to listen to stories. Now, you might want to be a little bit cautious around the bonfires <laughs> because you don't want to be sitting where the smoke is going. <laughs> but it does create just absolutely a wonderful ambiance. And, of course, we're very busy. Storytellers love October because it's one month of the year when storytelling is really called to mind mm. as something that's enjoyed by people of all ages and for all different reasons. And with the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild, we're looking forward to bringing that storytelling back to real places like Godfrey Daniels, where it traditionally has had its story swaps on the second Wednesday of the month, or where the stage within the venue 
has been used to have programs for families with our family storytelling series and just getting back to see real faces in real time and to have that push and pull with the interaction between the teller and the audience. And that's just such a great experience. I know that like so many performing arts groups or, or artists of all kinds throughout the pandemic, the Guild and some of the storytellers and some of your programs have been virtual. But I would imagine it just makes a world of difference to be able to regather together and share like this. There is a big difference. There's a big difference in the way the storytellers come through the media, through that medium of the virtual online space. Um, as far as Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild goes, that was done in a couple of different ways. The swaps, of course, were done in real time on the second Wednesdays of the month. And that was on a Zoom platform with inviting different participants, anyone who would like to come to join us on that platform and to share whatever kind of story they would like to. And these stories can be personal stories, or they can be traditional stories, or myth, or plain memoir and recollection of events that have happened in the past, which are a lot of the time the stories that I appreciate the most, because a lot of people have lived through very tumultuous times Mm -hmm. in our history, and it's wonderful to get that personal point of view from a child's viewpoint, which is what many of the tellers were at the time that they had these experiences. So all of that is wonderful. And with our family storytelling series, which I am just uh, as proud as proud could be to be the coordinator and the producer for those events that had especially gone out in a virtual medium. Those were done pre-recorded a lot of the time Mm -hmm. so that our tellers could become comfortable with speaking and being recorded from all different places and to allow them to be creative in their themes and that, you know, in all of the different aspects of the creativity part. But it also allowed us to share those videos, those programs for an extended period of time And by the time the third year came rolling around, we had each storyteller's presentation up and available for pretty much a full month and just switch out as the months went by. And those programs engaged anyone who wanted to enjoy them, Mm -hmm. and particularly the libraries. And we also have had a partnership for several years now with Cops and Kids where books may have been made available if requested. There was a line of communication set up for that. And that's something that we're really looking forward to be able to offer again once we are established back in place at Godfrey Daniels. And those programs and the books will be available beginning this January. Well, actually, when I talk about Godfrey's in a moment again, you're back in the, a lot of the storytellers in the Guild will be back in local libraries this month. We've got Uncanny Chronicles at Parkland Community Library. I believe that's your program. 
We've got Haunting Tales at the Memorial Library of Nazareth, Storytelling for Young Families at the Mary Moser Memorial Library, Frighteningly Good Stories at Emmaus Public Library. It's a great lineup. It really is. And each of these things, and the other one is the Nazareth and Vicinity Library with Mm -hmm. Larry Skirman. They are, and all of the storytellers who are participating in that are looking forward to it very much. And each of the different locations are geared toward different audiences. Mm. For instance, the Uncanny Chronicles that is going to be done at Parkland is for teens through adults. Okay. The Emmaus is for really solid school-age children and up. Mm -hmm. So let's just see what else we've got going on. (laughs) Uh, The Mary Muser Library is for family audiences who may have a range of children's ages in there from very young to school age, brothers and sisters going, and the stories will be appropriate for them. And uh, Larry Skirman will be doing stories for teens through adults, as well as the Nazareth and Vicinity Library and Phantasmagoria, which I am so happy to do this year with Christopher Ox, is our adult storytelling event, which is BYOB and Wine. And the last several years, the Guild has been offering the adult storytelling event, and it's always had a great reception, and we have a lot of people coming back and returning to that. So that's something that, again, is just so much fun, and it's really going to be a celebration, I think, this year just because we are back with that. And during the course of the pandemic, last year, we did have our Halloween show for adults. And although then and now we continue to have safety requirements and precautions for people who are coming into the venue, last year, in addition to asking vaccinated folks to wear their masks, we provide it to each ticket holder a uh, stainless steel straw so <laughs> that they could slip it under the mask if they so chose. So, you know, chose, yes. So, so we try to do what we can because we really, I mean, we're not mind readers. We don't know what conditions people have and more people have issues that they have to deal with that are invisible that we would never know. And we just want to make sure that everybody's safe. So Phantasmagoria is one of two adult events coming up. Is that right? Yes. Well, not counting (laughs) the Nazareth Library event. Yes, we're very excited to be doing our celebration this year, which is an annual event, a celebration of story at Godfrey Daniels, which is also going to be a BYOB and wine event for adults. And this event in the past, we have done it at other venues with an entirely different focus than we're having this year. This year, we are hoping to invite and have join us other independent artists who are, might be balladeers or spoken word artists or poets or storytellers 
to come down and throw their name in a hat to also be able to perform that day. Now, we will have a lot of storytelling, as our storytellers typically do, which can be traditional tales or personal tales, whatever the case may be. But there has been a consensus among businesses and the Bethlehem Chamber and the artists in the area to join together to promote the artists and support the artists which is why we're inviting others to come in and join us, but also as a way to become more transparent, possibly is not the right word here, but to become better known to the different businesses that are in Bethlehem and the surrounding area to have the artists come in to attract tourism and get people back into their shops. So this is sort of a win-win undertaking, and I'm very glad to know about that and to participate, as is the Guild and for the Guild. And so this is an effort to do exactly that, to reach out and to make this a community event where artists can support one another and to provide a platform for others who are interested in seeing what types of wonderful artistry we have right in the area. You're listening to Lehigh Valley Art Salon on WDIY 88.1. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I've been speaking with storyteller Denise McCormick about the exciting events and gatherings coming up from the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild. And we'll be right back after this short break. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Art Salon, right here on WDIY 88.1, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight we're talking with storyteller Denise McCormick at the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild and how you can join them at events throughout the Valley to explore the magic of storytelling. And thinking of that, Denise, I would be remiss if we didn't let our guests know, because we've gone through so many programs at the library and Godfrey's and so much going on, where can they find out more info if someone wants to, after the show, say, hey, when was that event in Emmaus? I want to go to that. Well, we definitely have the information up on our website, and that is lvstorytelling.org, LV for Lehigh Valley, storytelling.org. And we also have a presence on Facebook with the events listed. And we would love to see, you know, new faces come in, and as well as seeing those faces that we've become familiar with, it's all just a wonderful, warm, inviting get-together. It's a community. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we welcome people from all over to come and participate. One of the things, again, is the monthly story swap. And wow. although that is continuing right now to be done virtually, which has its positive side as well in that it's accessible for people from a greater distance, that opens up the possibility of sharing a story. Sometimes people just want to get something off their chest, 
not that we're there necessarily, you know, as a sounding board for that type of thing, but there is a healing aspect that comes with storytelling and sharing stories and listening to how to tell a story. And so through these different get-togethers, there is a lot of added information that someone might pick up, even if it's not, you know, an over gesture of either giving that information or putting it out there. These are some things that you kind of pick up through osmosis. Now, I have to say, as we're getting onto this subject, that if someone thought that there wasn't a reason to take a look at fables or fairy tales or folk tales, there really is a great purpose to them in that if you learn to tell one, you are accustomizing yourself to telling a story in a way that is accessible and relatable to people who are listening to it. It really is something that we pick up through osmosis. The more we're exposed, the more we intuitively begin to learn to tell stories. So they do serve a purpose. And honestly, I think that's one of the only ways, it's definitely the best way to be able to do that. It's providing you with a structure in the same way that we learn language. We never have to learn what a sentence is before we utter one. If we did, no one would ever make one. We pick this up through innate or intuitive learning, and we start to use it. And then when we get to a certain point, we're called together to look at sentences and words and the different functions that they have. But it's an after-the-fact process. It's not a before-the-fact process. We are all innately wired for storytelling, to gravitate towards stories and to ask for stories. It is part of the human condition. And that is not to say, although we are all equipped to become good storytellers, that's not to say that it doesn't take a little bit of practice and exposure to get to that point calling in something that is personal for me, but was a light bulb moment in my storytelling path, was at one point I had gotten cancer. And the first thing I thought was, wow, I get it now. I mean, I really get it. I'm living this. The only thing that I want right now with this news is to hear somebody's story. All I wanted was a story, because if I got a story from somebody who had gone through the same thing, guess what? They're alive and well and telling it to me, so I know it's not the worst that I'm going to be going through. And I know that it's something, you know, that can be achieved or handled or whatever the situation was in that one that I knew that there were remedies to cure me, but... For any kind of situation, there are times when we want stories. It doesn't matter what age you are. And there are times that we are cultivating stories. Our whole lifetimes are a cultivation of our stories, how we've lived them. And what makes them, what makes them truly, truly meaningful is when we ourselves reflect upon them and we can look at them. And we could ask ourselves, what is it that we've learned from the experiences that we've had? And try to 
to see our own stories from different perspectives and different viewpoints of other people who were in them. And for me personally, this is a great practice, and I do practice it. It is a great practice for being able to forgive other people and let things go because when we're growing up and we're, we're looking at things from a more objective perspective, we can see what other people are doing and what they have going on in their lives. And sometimes we get this realization that they were dealing with a lot of different things and did not know what we needed or those different facets that might have gotten us upset with them. So it is really a very instructive tool that can be wielded and really produce magic from it. So it's grounded in, in almost everything. The difference between saying you should learn folk tales or you should look at this or that and you get into a mindset sometimes with some things where you feel like you're in a preaching to the choir scenario, but there's a difference between just hearing it and actually putting it into practice. And that's something that really can make a difference to someone's life and outlook and relationship with other people. So storytelling runs very, very deep. It can be surface, you know, it can be on the surface. And yes, you can use a story and pictures to teach vocabulary or something like that. But stories are metaphors. And if you can relate and see those metaphors and come to understand how it is that they work through the structures that are provided us through those stories that are so old that their details have been worn off. You know, it's fascinating. You're talking about empathy and wisdom and shared experience and, you know, processing our own stories, learning from each other. Are the monthly, I'm curious, are the monthly story swaps open to the public and or people coming to your events, to the adult events at Godfrey's or at the libraries, able to check in with the storytellers and talk more about how they might get involved? And even as a listener initially, which from what you're saying is just as important. Absolutely. Yes. For the swaps, everyone is invited to come. Everyone is invited to come. The virtual swaps as well, there is uh, information about connecting with Charles Kiernan, who is our regular facilitator and the president of the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild. And the reason for that is simply to get a link to the Zoom. Okay. Everyone is welcome to do that. You know, we ask people to be considerate of one another, but all different types of stories are shared. And it, it could be a personal story. It could be a reflection as I said, of, of having lived through tumultuous times. It could be, you know, amusing anecdotes that someone recalls, or it could be someone who has a really practiced, well-rehearsed story that they may have written that's an original tale or something that comes from, you know, uh, the canon of folk or fairy tales. Mm -hmm. All of those stories. And the only advice, if somebody was going to ask me what advice, I have for them, if they're looking to, you know, for what kind of story to tell, I would say when a story grabs you 
and really is meaningful to you and you love it, that's the story that you want to tell because it means something. And the most memorable stories are the ones that we can relate to and the ones that are relevant and meaningful to us. And sometimes, you know, looking at a story, like I said, that we knew from long ago, looking at it as we grow older and pass through different phases and stages of our lives, we have a new lens that we can see, you know, that Mm -hmm. we can use to see the messages that are there. And some very simple stories end up becoming stories that have so much depth you know, they're not just 3D, they're 4D stories. <laughs> they, they go on and on and on. So, so yes, people are welcome to come and share whatever they would like, in particular because different storytelling organizations have different styles of doing swaps or circles or different get-togethers like this with the uh, Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild with the swaps. For those storytellers, and by that I mean participants who are there who would like to get feedback on something that they're telling or something that they're working on, they're more than welcome also to ask for that feedback, whether it's something that's very specific, you know, about Mm -hmm. maybe tying up the end or is there enough information, maybe a topic, you know, seems like it doesn't need a whole lot of context to understand it, but that could be for the person who's telling it because they were there. Perhaps there needs to be a little bit more context so that other people really understand, you know, what's going on in the story. So things like that can be addressed in there. But for the most part, everyone who is willing to share a story They are just very appreciated for doing that. That's a sharing of themselves. Denise McCormick, thank you. Thank you again for visiting with us today. We look forward to sharing stories with the Lehigh Valley Storytelling Guild, and I encourage our listeners to check lvstorytelling.org for all the information and events. It's been a joy to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here, Kate. We could have gone on for another hour. (laughs) (laughs) And, And thank you, listeners, for joining me here again in the Art Salon. You can find past episodes of Lehigh Valley Art Salon and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org on the WDIY phone app and on major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle. This is WDIY 88.1 FM, and I look forward to joining you again soon right here in the Lehigh Valley Art Salon.